You're listening to the Tidy Revival Podcast, where we explore the stories and emotions behind decluttering and home organization. I'm your host, Carly Adams. I'm a home organizer, speaker, community creator, and owner of Tidy Revival. Now, this is the time where I remind you that this is a podcast not for little ears. If your kiddos are in the room, please pause now. Our podcast has an explicit rating. We're going deep on this show. We're going through your shit while we're going through your shit. Now, let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. I am so, 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 so excited to bring you this episode for two reasons. Number one, it's our one-year anniversary of the podcast. And we're so grateful to you, the listener, for supporting us along the way in our first year. It has been really, really fun to get into these conversations. I know I've had some soapbox moments, which I love. And I've really been able to open up in a way that I haven't before all of this got started, just because it's so personal when you're doing a podcast, you're literally in people's ears. And so I'm grateful that of all the corners of the internet that you could be, that you choose to come listen to what we have to say. This is also why I'm so excited to have this chat today, because we are going to talk about our favorite moments from the show and this last year in general. So I brought my content manager, Brittany McLean, to chat as well. As I mentioned last week, she is the cornerstone of our podcast operations, and she has been from day one, from editing our recordings to promoting on all our social channels, all the graphics we use, making sure the actual show goes out. And we're usually very much on time, which is absolutely amazing. She also stays on top of the content schedule. She does so, so much and quickly because she's very, very part-time. She's just been a huge, huge part of our small but mighty team. So welcome to the show, Brittany. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That was so sweet. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited that you're here. I know that we chatted before we hit record, but this is your first podcast. Very first. It's scary. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. I get to chat with you all the time. I know we mention it sometimes, but we don't really talk about our working relationship. I just have to say that our working relationship is one of the most fun that I've ever had in my life. I so agree. (laughs) I'm really, really grateful for it. I'm excited that you're here. Me too. Thank you for having me. Tell us about yourself. Tell us where you live. Tell us about your family. All the things. Okay. I am in Washington State, originally from Oregon. So I will call myself a Pacific Northwest native. I have two elementary aged kiddos, a boy and a girl, and married, living up in the Seattle suburbs and just loving life. Love it. And our fun fact is that we've never met in person. Never, which is crazy. We fully expected to have met by now. That just goes to show life and how fast it goes and how thankfully for technology, the way it is, we can have really pretty deep relationships that you've never met the person. Yeah. 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 And we connect most weeks for a little weekly meeting Mm -hmm. on Zoom. And then outside of that, quick questions, we talk over WhatsApp and do voicemail messages of another guest of the show, Missy McCown, who is an organizer in the Twin Cities region. She's an accountability partner of mine, a biz bestie. We talk all the time. We have met once in real life and we have talked in real time, maybe six times, maybe since 2019. 
I talk to her without fail, usually multiple times a week, if not every other day. So it's just interesting. Who would have thought, right? I know, right? Cool. It is so cool. Thanks, technology. (laughs) Yeah, I never would have thought that I'd be working in this capacity with someone out of state. Like all the things. It's so cool. I also never could have imagined most of this, especially if you told me when I was in college or something. Oh, when you grow up, this is when you're going to do. I'd be like, what? Yeah, right. Here's my fun fact. I was a kindergarten teacher. That was my professional background. All my training and everything is children and teaching. So coming into this capacity was awesome. (laughs) I was like, yes, stems and working with an adult. It was amazing. (laughs) I'm a real grown up. I feel like you have so much patience for those around you, namely me. I feel like that probably comes in really handy. It must. <laughs> Let's just say you are definitely not a kindergartner. Thank you so much for saying that. No one has Your ever parents. said that before, but I really do appreciate it. Can you tell Corey? No, I'm just kidding. I mentioned this last week on the podcast, but if for some reason you didn't listen to that episode, you're chiming in now. Thanks so much, by the way. We chatted about the podcast in your interview, but I decided like right before your interview that I was going to have a podcast. I was like, you know what? going for it. And so I kind of switched up your role in the interview process, which is <laughs> like it, this job that you have now wasn't necessarily what you were planning on interviewing for. I just remember like you were just super down and had such an enthusiasm for organization that I was like, that's it. It's her for sure. Another fun fact, that was my first real interview of my really? whole life. Yes. Oh, you killed it. <laughs> oh, it was very, what would be the right word? I'd say intense, but not intense. It was new. It was learning something new. I'm being like, yes, I can do this. I am still blown away to think about that interview and how everything has come from that because I felt like a hot mess. Your first interview, you're like- yeah. In, in a different capacity, I should say. I've interviewed and oh. in teaching many times. Teaching, very different. Okay, I was going to say, how did you get that job? <laughs> yeah, you know, they like, just hired first me up interview. The They're you. like, she wants to teach kindergarten. Done. Done. Yes. No, I was vetted very highly there. <laughs> that's good. Yes. They vetted all their teachers. It's like, what's going this? on in Washington? That's wild. <laughs> yeah, we'll blame Washington. <laughs> no, it was the professional setting. It's so different getting to go into an interview. I was very thankful about you being on the other side because we went into it going, let's see if this will work. Let's see what this looks like. And I was along for the ride. It was very much a vibe hire. I had full faith that you had the capabilities to actually do the job, but it was totally vibe. I was like, no, that's her. That's absolutely, that's, that's, it's, it's Brittany. So I'm really glad that you're here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Are we friends on social media yet? Whether your jam is Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, or Facebook, follow us at Tidy Revival for tips and updates. So it's a year anniversary of the podcast, and I know first we're going to talk about some of our favorite moments. I'm going to let you kick it off. Oh my gosh, going through this was fun. I could definitely pick too many. When you think about what sticks out as these are the moments 
My first favorite moment will be a lifetime high. Interviewing Rachel Bailey, parenting specialist, was truly the coolest experience to watch from the assistant side. Being able to listen to the conversations that you guys were having, you and Rachel are my two, I don't know the right word for that, gurus. The people that I really look up to having you guys together was so powerful and the way that it just melded it was Aww. like yes all of it made sense it was so cool I geeked out so hard on that podcast just the editing side I wanted to work on it more because I wanted to learn more. I couldn't get enough of, of that episode it was so cool and by far the highlight of my year <laughs> I know that sounds crazy but it, it was really cool to get to work on that episode and see the spark that the two of you had in decluttering for moms, decluttering mm -hmm. for parents. That is probably the biggest struggle I think of in our home is mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. So having stuff and then the parenting perspective with it was light bulb after light bulb. It was so cool. I really do appreciate that. And I know that we were very open with Rachel that we were coming to the conversation as big fans of hers. I was so excited that that interview got to come to be because it was like an immediate yes, please. We'll never forget seeing that message in our DM from Rachel Bailey. Reaching out to talk about the Ask Me Three. I was elated. Yeah. We were beyond. And we were following her and had been for a long time because her social presence is great. She obviously is a force and has just a lot of amazing wisdom to share in the parenting realm. I know that when it comes to hands-on parenting experience, I am lacking. <laughs> As it compares to many, many of my clients and our listeners, I could be an auntie all day, but at the end of it, I have really truly cared for a child solo. The longest I've ever cared for a child by myself is a week. And what a week. Which, which is definitely a crash course. It sure was because she was two and a half at the time. So it Ooh, was, yeah. it was a big learning experience and I was humbled. She's an absolute joy. This is my oldest niece and she's nine now. Anyway, the point is that there's a lot of things that I've learned along the way and gleaned from my friends, my family, and my clients as far as what the pain points are and what systems work, what systems we can throw out the window, what's too complicated. It's always great talking to people who are literal experts in the field because I cannot, will not, should not claim that as far as parenting is concerned. And the expert level is such a niche. I've had kids now for 11 years. My son is 10 and a half. I still am constantly going, is this right? We're always questioning everything right? Mm -hmm. Having the expert weigh-ins really is enlightening for all of us. But like yeah. even the ones who've been in it forever, expert level, the knowledge she had and the confidence, mm -hmm. it just really gave me that confidence going, yeah, these things work. I've mm -hmm. seen them work. Mm -hmm. I need to stop beating myself up because <laughs> yeah. that's what moms do. Yeah. Totally. I really felt that way when we were having the ADHD conversations. I know I'm switching gears to other episodes. So when we were hearing from our folks who are experts in this space, like the ADHD coach, Jen Hansen, that I spoke with and author Lisa Woodruff, 
it was really great to be able to have some things that you feel work well and even things that you talk to clients that they're working well, but to have these principles reinforced by somebody who does this day in, day out, and exclusively is focusing in this realm in their career, it can just be really enlightening and affirming. Or maybe you're not quite on track with certain aspects of it, and you can figure out what tweaks need to be made based on their advice to streamline things. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I also really loved the Ask the Organizers episode. I for sure want to do that again sometime. I know that on the editing side, that must have been a lot. I appreciate you. It was fun. As I was going to put down my favorite episodes, it was fun how much overlap we had, (laughs) what our favorites were. Those are the ones that stick out in my head too. Thankfully, working with you, Carly, you are very organized with your systems. You're trying new things and honing in. So by the time we got to episode 31, (laughs) you had everything in a package that made it a lot simpler to do the editing on than it could happen. Yeah. I didn't want you to quit over that episode. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't want to do the whole month in one episode. So we're making jokes about budgeted amounts of time because we work part-time together. Yes. We didn't want to blow the budget just from the editing aspect for one episode. It was so fun. Yeah. It worked out. On the back end, we were able to plan out the episode and then save all the audio clips with notes about who it was so we could match up the order when you're editing. I really wanted to try and streamline that as much as possible for you since we're not, I don't want to say on the same page. That's the words that almost came out of my mouth, but that's incorrect. And not your brain. Yes, you're not my brain. We're not side by side. We're not working together in the same room or office for 40 hours a week. So we really do have to have some systems in place to make sure that our communication is like as smooth as possible. I have learned so much about digital organization by working together on this kind of stuff. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't know I needed this. Really learning how to not have a desktop just filled with your stuff, right? Folders are such a gem. Should we talk about that sometime on the podcast? I'm surprised how much I needed it. You keep downloading things and saving things on your desktop. And it's like, oh yeah, I'll get this. And if you don't have it organized, it ends up being a desktop filled with items. And you're like, oh, that was a screenshot. I don't need that anymore. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotten systems have. That's good. Cool. We'll do an episode. I just jotted it down. We'll do an episode okay. about digital organization and get some tips Love on there. It. Yeah. The class, the organizers was really fun hearing from different people and that they were all over was kind of fun to hearing where they lived mm-hmm. and the tips were awesome. It was really fun to work on that one. I'm glad that you enjoyed it too. I know I mentioned it then, but I'm a mentor in the Inspired Organizer community. We have, I mean, there's over even just in the Facebook group and I know there's more folks who've gone through the community that haven't joined the Facebook group, but there's over 700 members in there now. And they're all over the US. We have folks in Canada. If you needed a recommendation for an organizer in Amsterdam, I have it for you. And a few, we have folks in Australia. It's most continents around the world. We have folks now. It's really cool just being able to come together in our industry, ask each other questions, get support, cheer each other on. 
but also with the tough times, if we have questions where we need folks to chime in from the industry, there's so many times I've asked a question, gone to sleep, woken up and had answers. I love that. The Australians are like, I got you. Got you, girl. Middle of the night. Thanks. <laughs> I love it. I've imagined the questions and stuff that came up over the last couple of years have been, that community has been huge, I imagine. Like the moment that we all had to switch to online. We've been through it in there. I love them so much. I applied to be a mentor because I loved the community. I was like, I need to be spending more time in there. And then a position came up. And so I applied so that I would spend more time in there, but get paid for it. And it's been great. (laughs) I love it. What a cool community. Yeah. If you're like me, working on your habits is one of your goals for this year. But did you know that new habits don't have to only start with the new calendar year? It's true. You're allowed to restart your habit building whenever you want. No matter how many times you've tried and failed before, you can start again with a method that is meant to work for folks just like you. I'm talking about the sticky habit method by my pal, Monica Packer of About Progress. I love this program because Monica and I have a really similar way of teaching, but I still had plenty of ahas along the way. And just like me, Monica is all about taking small actions that add up to big results and progress over perfection. If you're looking for a program to help you take your habits to the next level, learn more using the link in our show notes. Okay, switching gears. Another one we both mentioned is the episode with my husband. And I imagine we love it for different reasons. I don't know. It might be the same. So it was episode 20, Favorite Household Systems featuring Corey Adams, my hubs. Now I want to know why you love it so much. It was so fun. I have only ever known Corey in passing because of our digital relationship. Yeah. And so getting to see the two of you together here, the two of you together and your dynamic and the you guys are hilarious together. Listening to the way that Corey pulls out the funny side of you in this professional setting was so fun because you were so uncomfortable. <laughs> there were so much, as only a significant other can do, right? <laughs> really call you to the floor and you're like, stop. <laughs> you were telling him so many times to stop. <laughs> no, really funny. This is not where we're going to do this. And And then like like, playfully, like it was all in fun. Not, it never felt mean. It never felt unsupportive. Like it was all lovely. And I wanted to keep all of the banter in there. And Corey wanted to keep all the banter in there. So it was great. I was like, I get you. I get you, Corey. I got you. We had so much fun while still respecting you in the process and making sure that it was what you wanted to put out there. I adored it. And I loved seeing you stretch that where you're like, okay, I, we can leave that in. You're like, I think Corey's right. I think we should leave it in. If you haven't listened to the episode, I strongly encourage you to go back and maybe we'll just do some links in the mm-hmm. show notes to the different things that we're talking about. I imagine it, it may be too many links, but we'll try and get a bunch of links in this so you can go back easily and check them out. And I'll help with that too, because it's going to be a bunch of links. But yeah, the episode with Corey, there are so many times when you can hear, I mean, it's in the recording, 
where I'm like, okay, Brittany, we're going to cut that out. And he's like, no, don't cut it out, Brittany, leave it in. It was so good. Constantly. Constantly. I'm sure we cut out half of it. Oh, yeah. There were so many outtakes that we could have played with. I was like, man, the audio that you could put out with this gold because it's just real life. It is real life. And I we're about to hit in a couple of weeks. It's going to be like, I think, seven, 17 years since our first our first date anniversary. We dated for a really long time. So we've always celebrated our dating anniversary. But yeah, that's why it's because it's silly. We're just silly people and it's not very serious. If that makes sense. I love it. Yeah. You guys enjoy life. Yeah. It's serious in that it's 17 years. So I get that, but (laughs) it's not serious in in that I'm laughing a lot and I'm grateful for that. So yeah, check out that one. And then the, I want to know why it was your favorite. It was the same reason. Cause he, okay, you did. Cause he brings out, I was just like, and it's funny because like I'm the host of this show and it's very much leave it in Brittany. And I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. Like it's just, it's a more goofy side that I think that it's nice to have glimpses into because some of the conversations we have on here can be so serious. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lighthearted one. Definitely yeah. a fun. It was a fun lesson. Yes. I'm putting that in my notes too. We'll be like, bring Corey back. <laughs> bring Corey back. Corey, Corey. It'll um, be like a Corey moment every week. Corey just comes in and <laughs> just mess with Carly a little. Walk back and, <laughs> and now this Corey corner. <laughs> the last episode that I was going to mention is way, way back in the first month I saw it was like the end of August is when it aired mm-hmm. last year, but episode four being outspoken, I was really proud, double meaning intended of that episode mm-hmm. because yeah, we just talked about being ex- outspoken as a business and not conforming to maybe social media or what, I don't know, mainstream media's idea of an organizer is and that you have to be like buttoned up and pretend pretend kind of have a presenting as perfect as possible type of demeanor and instead we as a business can make really intentional decisions to talk about the causes and issues that matter to us knowing that some people that's going to be a reason why they stick around is because our views align. And for other people, it may be the reason why they decide to tune out, but that's okay. Because mm-hmm. there's going to be plenty of organizers who don't talk about LGBTQ rights. <laughs> there's going to be plenty of organizers who don't get riled up about women's reproductive rights. And if you would prefer to chat with them, I I understand and you are welcome to. But yeah, also chatting a little bit about like my own coming out journey and why queer representation matters to me like on a personal level was a really important moment for me as someone who I'm not a public figure by any means, but there's like these, this aspect of my life that now is public facing and doesn't necessarily belong to me in like a private sense. 
mm-hmm. uh, and just being more open in a public facing way about my own life and journey was just, a, it was really important. And I really appreciate you and your support in that too, because it really meant a lot in those early months as you were cheering me on. So thank you, Brittany. I appreciate you. It has been an honor to be supporting you as you got to share your story for sure. You've been such, such, such a sweet part of everything. And because you do touch all of the content and you see it before it comes out and you're a sounding board and stuff, I just, I really appreciate you. It has been, it's been special on my end as well to get to be a part of this with you and get to learn and just really learn how to be an ally in times that are scary on the other side, that it's, that you're getting to have the understanding that I might not have had otherwise. We think we know things (laughs) about other people, right? And it's really nice when you get to just support people as they share who they are. Yeah. Oh, I really, I do think and agree that allyship is more important than ever with just everything going on. I mean, politically, Mm -hmm. as all these laws are trying to be passed left and right. So thank you. Thank you for bringing me along. Heck yeah. This episode is brought to you by The Club, our private community. This is where you can go to ask a thousand decluttering and organizing questions in a judgment-free, inclusive space where people get it. I'm in there to help you along the way, and we're all cheering each other on. You get weekly tips and prompts, accountability, and all the support you need to move forward, all at a low monthly price with no commitment. Learn more at tidyrevival.com. So Brittany and I had such a great conversation, but when we finished recording, we realized that we should probably go ahead and just make this two episodes. So you're going to hear part two of our conversation next week, and we will see you then. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in today. If you want to learn more about the work I do with people one-on-one or more about our private community, the club, where you can also get weekly tips, prompts, accountability, and ask me unlimited questions, head to tidyrevival.com to get all the info you need. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you'll always have access to the latest show. We would also love to hear from you. If you have takeaways to share, tag us at Tidy Revival on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, or DM us anytime. The Tidy Revival podcast is written and hosted by me, Carly Adams, and edited by Brittany McLean. Title song, Maverick, is by Dresden the Flamingo. And until next time, remember that you got this.